Previously on the Adventure Zone Ethersea. The ancient bathysphere washes up on shore, and inside they find a comatose Phineas Call. Yes. And an unidentified body. They have obviously been struggling. Uh, along the bottom of the bathysphere, they discover that it has a very mysterious kind of phytoplankton in the water. Phineas has decided that he's going to timeshare with the other souls. He renames himself Ampersand 5. Disease spreads through your community. The, the people call it the Sallow. All of the people who recovered from the Sallow begin to grow fish-like features as it gets deep down into this, this crack in the hull of the ship. Something comes loose, a spore, and it drifts closer to the, the heart of Founder's Wake. and Amber. That's me. I need both of you guys to make a constitution saving throw. Welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. Wait, you're not even going to talk about the wizard who threw his seeds in the trash? Come on. Um, Why did you develop that storyline if you weren't going to return to the wizard who threw his seeds in the trash? I'm so bought in. That's actually part of the ARG that we're telling uh, through uh, Nokia. If you you have the Nokia phone, download the special... (laughs) From the Download Funzo. dream of a better tomorrow. <laughs> from a fu- from the Funzo store on the Nokia phone. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a Constitution saving throw for me, please. Yes, I rolled a two plus one, a three. For Christ's sake! You uh, made me do it, Amber. That is gonna be a Constitution saving throw. Uh, we got a eleven plus two, a thirteen. That's All right, I need better both- than me. I need both of you to roll a D8, please. Oh, man, Griffin. Zooks rolled a 19. Zooks, you're fine, baby. Oh. Zooks, you're you're aces. You don't have to. I rolled a three again. My date's a five. Uh, A five for Amber and. I only date tens. And a three three for Devo? Yes. Okay. Thanks, guys. What? Oh, man. I hate when he does this. (sighs) Me too. All right. Um,. Here's what people don't know. He does this all the time, not just during the show. Yeah. When we Christmas. see him at like anything, he's like, "Roll a d20." <laughs> <I'm not laughs> and we're like, "What is it?" And he's like, oh, no, no, no. "This is a few of my sneaky fixins." I need to see your mo- latest MRI. Oh, I see. Then he hops up the chimney. <laughs> yeah, <it's weird. laughs> and uh, it, it takes him a long time to get up it, and yeah. he makes it's, some terrible yeah, it's not noises. Whimsical. It's horrible. No, it's there's a lot it's of horrible. squelching, which I don't fully he understand. To, he has to piss himself to get the liquid out. Of his body to fit yeah, up. It's terrible. Just for the last two inches. It's terrible. My kids love it, it though. The yeah, kids, kids love it. Go crazy it's not Arbor it. Day unless Griffin has pissed himself up the chimney. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit. It is so funny that you said that, Justin. But is it? Yeah, it's a joke. So <laughs> it's honestly very strange. Um, because in the city of Founders Wake, it is just a few days away from Harbor Day. Uh, and, <laughs> and and Harbor Day. <laughs> is the day where the Ark fleet comes to dock with Founders Wake. It's a very, very, you know, important day for both of, of your civilizations. And it's been some time since, since the last Harbor Day. It's hard to sort of stay in contact with the fleet way out in the ocean. So it's, it's not like it comes on a set, a set day or, or anything, but they got in contact, uh, you know, a month or so ago. And now both cities are just sort of like, Ramping up 
for this celebration. And in anticipation for Harbor Day, the streets are are empty. The city workers are busy cleaning all the districts and engineers are cycling the, the air and water filtration systems. And most folks are, you know, staying at home, not congregating in the, the communal areas. And appropriately enough, the three of you are now sitting in the sort of testament of the friendship between these two civilizations. You are sitting in the ballast, the ship that the Ark Fleet uh, gave to Founders Wake to serve as sort of the, uh, you know, foothold for their city. To be specific, you all are sitting immediately outside of the bridge of the ballast ship. And the bridge is a pretty important place uh, for Founders Wake. It is where the ballast, the body, the government of the city meets. You three have been brought here fairly forcefully, I I would add, uh, and you have not been told why. And this, this ship, the ballast in general, is like not like the rest of the parts of the city because it is like southern archipelago construction. It was made away from the rest of the shoreline community, which had its own sort of like aesthetic. This is more like curvy, curvy metal and wood uh, and less like clay and codite and stuff. And I don't know if any of you all have, have, have ever been here before. It would be like, you know, being called in front of Congress or something. Um, but you all are in this, this hallway outside of the bridge and the doors to the bridge slide open and out walks Brother Seldom. And he looks at the three of you sort of solemnly and gestures you into the bridge. Uh, are we in trouble? He locks eyes with you and nods very gently, and then he mouths no oratory. Devo uh, nods. And you all walk into the bridge. The The bridge was like a bridge at one point of a like functional ship, only now the sort of command centers on this bridge have been turned into different chairs for the balusters, the like highest seat of government to you know, sit in, and you all are standing in an open area below all of them, like a, a, a tier below all of them, sort of facing their judgment. And there are six chairs total. And looking around the room, like, you, you guys actually see a lot of familiar faces here. There's Kodira, the Baluster of Defense, who, Amber, you recently spoke to. The Hand of Guidance is here, Devo, uh, the Baluster of Preservation. You all see the uh, very hateable face of Aloysius Supreme, the recently uh, seated Baluster of Commerce. Uh, you see Declan Cern, who is sort of reclusive and uh, very, very nose-to-the-grindstone sort of guy. He is the Baluster of Transit, sort of responsible for being sort of the dock master of, of the gills, making sure that Things come and go from the city safely, and nothing gets lost. Is um, that the is that the oldest CERN? Is that the CERN dad? Oh yeah, this is this is the CERN patriarch. This guy is this guy's in his probably late seventies. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but he looks he looks even he looks even older uh, than that. There's an empty seat for what's called the baluster of the voice, which is sort of a sort of like the popular vote seat for this organization that is there just solely to represent the the people's interests the house the of city. commons yeah sort of and it's it that the that vox is, popular well we already have a don't we have a bad guy team that is kind of like uh that anyway yeah uh, that that seat is empty it was uh vacated when the last baluster of the voice left in in disgrace and finally there is the seat for the baluster of logistics and as you all make your way in a door on that higher tier opens up and in walks the high baluster Hermine who walks to her seat and sits down, looks at the other balusters gathered around and puts on a, a, a pair of glasses and starts going over papers on her desk. Uh, you see Devo, um, Brother Seldom has taken a seat uh, on the same sort of level as you all and he is just uh, staring at you. Make an arcana check for me. Me? Yeah. Just to see if you can kind of pick up what's going on. 
Uh, six plus five and eleven. Um, he is he is looking at you, and he is concentrating a spell as he's looking at you. You don't he feel is. anything, like you don't feel like you are under a spell right now. But he is he is definitely doing something, and. Hermine just like looks at these papers for uh, what seems like an eternity, and then she looks up at the three of you. She points at you, Amber, and she says, all right, well, I know you, and I've never met a Brynar I didn't like, and who are you? She points at you, Devo. Oh, uh, my name is Devo Lemain. Devo, okay. So you're Devo, you're Zooks, Amber, got it. Oh, I Hi. just to just to clarify, Griffin. Currently, uh, my glamour weave uh, is is a very oh, thank you. yes. Oh God, every episode we got to make sure we know what the glamour. Yeah, weave it's looks a like. very uh, uh, respectful. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to say uh, gray. Yeah. Uh, uh, light gray, very classy, respectable okay. light gray. All right, she she's got you dressed under the table. High Ballister Hermine is wearing like. The dopest, like a Supreme Court justice robe, uh, like everybody else in the room is wearing, but she's got accessories for days and is like f- fucking working it. Um, she looks at the three of you and says, and okay, so Zooks, Amber, okay. Um, yeah, let's not waste time. What the fuck happened on, on your last mission? I know all this stuff, like you guys are contractors. We can We can cut a lot of this out because frankly, the time... We don't have, it's of the essence, and um, yeah, it's, it's it, no reason to keep secrets. We've already talked to your boss. We've talked to the, the brokerage. A lot of people are in a lot of trouble, and we're just kind of figuring out where that all needs to, to land. So last mission. Let's start with um, Captain Amber. Captain Amber, I still am not used to it. Uh, oh. Hello, Your Highness. No nope. uh, title blessings on you and and yours and all okay. of you, uh, luminous um, folks gathered here uh, on this industrious occasion. Kodira like puts her head in her hands. Verily, um, Aloysius we, is eating it the fuck up. Verily, uh, we. <clears throat> I don't know on this one, y'all. It it got a little out of hand. Um, we were trying to do something real simple and kind of chill, Kappa. And it just got there. Uh, there were other people that were doing different bad things, worse things than us, really. But we are very sorry for any inconvenience that was caused. We are but humble. Mariners just trying to fucking get by, you know. Okay. Verily. Uh, what? Verily. Eight, um, yes. Yeah. Eight, a few more, few more verily. Amen. Do about. Amen. Amen. Say that, Zooks. When you say amen, the hand of guidance nods like, yes. That's cool. Yes. That is cool. Um, I'm going to throw up. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. There's okay. like a great, the floor it has grating on it, and when you if do that, it, get, it gets in it, and it's terrible. Just please tell me if I don't bow enough. All right. Um, yeah, we don't even really have time for pleasantries. Uh, at any point, did any of you take something? Uh, did someone give you something to bring into the city? Did you, um, were, you, were you asked to smuggle, to maybe make a few lucks on the side? Any, any, anything along those lines? Anyone? You mean besides uh, the mission, which was to go and get something and bring it back? You mean besides this? Yeah, besides the the yeah, besides that. Um, no, no, no. I don't think so. No, it doesn't it doesn't ring any bells. I had a real whoop tushy um stick that was shot people, but oh, I had to stick. use it as a key. And what Are, still seems a little convenient. Um, pilot. Uh. Devo, you 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 driving, right? Uh, yes. Does one drive a submarine or pilot it? We're still looking for the right verb. Um, did you did you did you go through anything weird? Was there any sort of weird patch where you looked around where you were going and saying like, "This seems weird." I mean, yes. Everything we go through is yes, weird. There was a period where a giant uh, robo octopus uh, grabbed us. 
and Shit. pulled us through uh, this uh, dark cloud of ink. And then uh, we later had to fight said robo octopus. Uh, this was yeah. admittedly weird. Um, uh, but did he? But did he put anything on your ship? That, I feel like uh, there's an answer you are looking for, and so I can would I be honest? This it. is exhausting. I'm so scared and freaked out. Could you do us a favor? Like we'll tell you whatever. Or I'll tell you whatever. I don't care. Just don't behead me. I don't think they can do this. Can no. They, they do can this? do whatever they want. Read a book. I've read many books. Read different books. Well, I don't know where to get yeah, something books. like that. Something's going to give you the straight shit. Uh, she she yeah. hands uh, a photograph down to uh, Brother Seldom, who walks it up to the three of you to investigate. And it is an image of the bottom of the Coriolis, where there are some some scrapes, some pretty serious, I, w- I would say, um, sort of surface-level damage to the ship. What did you she, do to our ship? Yeah, yeah, I, that's right. I'm the um, baluster of logistics for this city, and sometimes I have, like, really long stretches of free time on my hands where I like to go down to the gills and steal ships mm. and like to drive them around okay. and get big scrapes right. and scratches okay. on them. Huddle up. Right. Sorry, Ambel. Zooks, huddle up. I think this is sarcasm. Yeah. I, do, I don't think she has really done this. Yes. Yeah. Just making sure we're on the same page. Okay. Um, Aloysius Supreme clears his throat and says, actually, uh, these three do like to make a habit of, during their free time, going down to the gills and stealing ships and damaging them on joy rides. Counterpoint, um, one time is not a habit. Um, you would not call this a habit, right? If I, like, uh, just one time. The defense rests. Wait, are we on trial? The what? Def- I told you, motherfucker. Sustain, um, sustained. Uh, he sits down. Okay. Okay. Everybody looks at him and shakes his head like, no, nah, man. On this- the way to the uh, mission, uh, there was some uh, minor contact with uh, something, you know, a rock or something, but. It's not the first time, <laughs> honestly. Um, we have had, uh, you know, I'm still learning. It's only our, what, third mission, so I'm uh, okay, pilot. Um, she... let's, be, let's be honest. Our insurance premium is, oh, out of this world. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty big. She looks down at Brother Seldom. And she says, uh, what's the word? We on the we on the level? And Brother Seldom stops casting whatever spell he was casting and looks up and, and nods. And she says, okay. Um, you sly dog. The three of you, I believe, because I'm a, I, I'm a trusting sort. It's a flaw of mine. Um, unintentionally brought something into the city that is not safe. And now we are having to deal with it in a manner that is, we got it all under control, but it's still, it's a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's making our day a little bit more hectic than we wanted it to be with Harbor Day coming up and everything. You know, we want the gears to be turning smooth. Um, and uh, we're just trying to get to the bottom of it. And it seems like you three are a bit clueless about it. And that's I'm fine. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. Like, we didn't mean to do it, obviously. Um, no, that's I'm so sorry. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to establish fault. Seems like you guys didn't do it intentionally. That's fine. We have more important stuff to move on to now. Then we'll get. Uh, we have your black box. We're gonna get a team out and follow your route to see if they can find out what happened uh, with the ship. Uh, your ship is, of course, going to remain impounded, uh, and your what? contracting Excuse license me? will be uh, revoked indefinitely until oh, the end no, of our no, investigation. No, no, fair. No, fair. No, you got us. You got us clean. No, this is not fair. Uh, if I may, uh, Your Majesty. Um, no, Your Highness. Ah, damn it, Your Highness. Uh, your balusteriness. As you have said, this was uh, an accident. This was not intentional. So why are you, why are we being punished? You're not being punished. 
Oh. But if there's an answer to what is going on uh, on your ship, uh, then we're going to find it. And that's the most important thing going on in the whole world right now. Well, can, can I say one other important thing? Okay, go. Uh, have you ever shopped at Normal's Pile? It is great. I think you are a person with good taste. I uh, I appreciate your accessories. And I just wanted to know if you it is where young, beautiful people like me like to shop. Uh, you should check out Normal's Pile. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> why? Why is? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm missing a beat here. Why is this happening? Oh, because uh, Devo is a brand ambassador for Normal's Pop. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Holy this is gonna be a recurring shit. thing. I got a wow. 25, a 16 plus nine. <laughs> she looks at you, and when you start in on this, she looks furious. Like I, motherfucker, I just told you the time is the most important resource in our hands right now. But then she looks at your fit, and she's like, "Damn it." <laughs> It's a good fit. <laughs> it's a good fucking fit. She, she like, you see her brow wrinkle and furrow, and then you see her sigh, and she says, I'm going to reach out to you later, privately, and we're going to have a talk about this exact thing, because the fit is tight. And it Thank looks, you. And it looks really good. Thank you. Damn Watch it. this. Watch this. And I uh, changed my glamour weave to, like, gold with, like, this silver lightning bolts right here. Please tell us when you're going to be head as so I can get my affairs in order. Um, Kodira stands and walks over and whispers something to High Ballister Hermine and sits back down. And she then she looks over at the Hand of Guidance, who nods. And then she looks over at Aloysius Supreme, who shakes his head no violently, but she kind of shrugs that off. She says, okay, the three of you have people on this council who vouch for you. And for that reason, I'm willing to let you inside on this um, because, frankly, this thing's about to break in a big way no matter what. And so whether you find out now or you find out whenever the time runs out doesn't doesn't necessarily matter. Hey, um, Griffin, real quick. Yeah. I, what What is the Hand of Guidance doing after she vouches for her? I I think Devo would, like, be fully, like, trying to, like, read her face. She looks worried, like as worried as everyone else here. Uh, you Obviously, you guys have never been here before. You don't know what the vibe of a usual ballast meeting is like, but this one's like, this one is very, very tense. Okay. She's, she is not like paying you special mind or anything like that. Okay. She stands up and takes a breath, takes a beat, picks up the papers. I like she, how you just said breath, Griffin. Thanks. Breath. And she says, let's, let, let's, let's walk. And just like takes off, walks down the stairs from the tier she's on, just like right past you out of the, the bridge. Oh, Diva follows. He loves okay. the walk and talk. Okay. Um, the rest of you going to? Yes. Okay. Y- you all walk uh, through the ballast. It is, it is empty uh, here, here in the rest of this, you know, gigantic ship that makes up this, this level of the city. Um, and you all make your way to the Crystal Ascension, which is similarly like, usually you gotta wait a little bit for your spot on the Ascension. Like, it's huge, but uh, it is it is uh, a ghost town right now. And you all step inside and start traveling downward. And she looks at you, Amber, and she says, do you remember this, the Sallow? Oh God, yeah. Um, I haven't thought about that in forever. Uh, yeah, that was rough. Carly got it, if I remember correctly. Um, it was a rough patch. She pulled through, but um, yeah, it was tough for a while. She looks over at you, Devo and Zooks, and looks back at Amber, and she says, "Tell tell your friends you uh you were probably a little older than I was. I bet you can paint a clearer picture." This is gonna sound weird. It was weird, but um, it would make you kind of. Fishy, I guess, would be, you know, like fish type. Like suspicious? Like, no. Oh, (laughs) yeah. No, like, um, kind of scaly and like physically, you know, you'd look like a, start to look like a fish, sort of like, you know, 
limpidatus. Um, are there still fish people about Griffin? Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, there's so- not a ton, but there are people who caught the sallow and survived on the on the surface who are still alive down down here in the city. Um, there, yeah, there were there were some people. Um, Joshi was one of them, I think. Though he might have just been trying to sell something. Some people thought that it was a like a a blessing that was preparing us for a life underwater, like. Um, they were Russian evolution, you know what I mean? So this was the disease that gave people fish-like features, yes? Um, I mean, again, like, yeah, kind of. I mean, it affected different people different ways. Some people just got a little scaly. Um, some people, you know, died. Um, couple kind of had, like, the beginnings of gills, but it was more like a um, cosmetic gills you know nobody was was, okay. was breathing water and what caused this yeah I don't, I don't know we were real focused on um the end of the world so we okay now we know uh the doors open and she leads you all into the cradle which is sort of the the heart of the like systems that power this city like the filtration systems the like you know food food uh storage and preparation and management like everything that makes sure that people have what they need to survive all of the infrastructure like important life preserving infrastructure of the city is here in the cradle uh and there's a like it's it's almost like a, a subway station like there are gates here leading into uh, a larger like uh you know chamber with doors and hallways branching out in in different directions uh there are guards here but as soon as they see Hermine they like stand to the side and let you all pass and Hermine says yeah Am- amber was spot on pretty much everything um it was a disease that gave people fish like features um and some people thought it was a blessing to prepare us for life under the sea uh it is back, and we know a little bit more about it this time uh, for reasons that are not so great. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely an intentional um, thing. Someone made it to change us, and uh, whether we like it or not, and your ship was the thing that brought it into our city. Found some traces of it on the underside. And good, thank goodness you all did not do this on purpose or else you would be in turbo jail. Um, and she walks you all through like a super, super large door that requires like a, a, a key that she carries like inside her shirt to open. And she walks you all inside and she says, we managed to catch it. And by we, I mean the phytoplankton. You all are in a dark room right now, uh, like a warehouse. Like your her her words are now echoing throughout this warehouse. Uh, she says, "And the phytoplankton managed to catch uh, this this big wave uh, before it could hit the city again. And for for that, we we owe them uh, we owe them a lot. Um, but unfortunately, we are." Not really going to have a chance to pay back that kindness anytime soon. And a light flips on. And then another and another in a line leading away from this like catwalk that you all are now standing on in this warehouse. And as they go, they illuminate this, this cavernous room with these huge, like, five-story-tall glass tanks filled with water, empty tanks filled with water. As the lights illuminate, you can see them clearly. Uh, There's one, and then another, and then another, and then there's four of these empty tanks. And then finally, a fifth one illuminates in the back of the room. And inside of that one, you can see one of the phytoplankton. And it is bonkers-looking. It is a 
you know, imagine like a multiple-celled organism that has been blown up with magic to be the size of a house. Uh, it has like, you know, all these 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 weird frills that are are wiggling around. It has like you can see its gol- golgi bodies and shit inside mm-hmm. of it. Just kind not of like the golgi bodies. I'm oh, trying to remember man. my my my. Uh, you can see the mitochondria. The mitochondria. Uh, no. Uh, you can see. Yeah. Is there RNA in there? I think. <laughs> you can Maybe see there's no way of no. Nobody knows. You can see it's weird, like, cell structure stuff in there. But it is, it is gigantic. Um, and, oh, hey, Zooks, make, a, make one of your nature checks. That would be a 19 plus 3, 22. Ooh, that's very good. Uh, it's in a lot of pain. Oh, uh, bummer. It's, it's, it's doing poorly. Um. And is so these the, lights—is it the cytoplasm? Do you think, or maybe like a cytoplasm or? has a has a boo boo on it? Is um, its nucleus? We're okay. getting so much that, shit now. Travis this is reading yeah. the internet, so we oh, yeah. stop. We can move yeah. on. No, all that was the top of my head. <laughs> Tell me about its uh-huh. smooth endoplasmic reticulum, Travis. Uh, it's sexy as fuck. Yeah, it <laughs> it is it is in pain, Zooks. You can tell that, and. Then a, a, a band of lights around the room, around the floor, illuminate. And now you can see the floor of this room. And you can see four other of these phytoplankton, these enormous phytoplankton on the ground. And their bodies are twisted and wrong. They have parts of their bodies that should not belong there. Evolved parts of bodies. They have tails and tentacles and fins and all of these things in, in places where they don't belong sort of just twisted into this this indescribable mass. You're, you're not sure where one of these things ends and another one begins but you can see that they are laying on the ground lifeless and there are teams of 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 people wearing uh vapor suits covering their bodies trying to study them and so they're not emerged they're not in water no they are they are on the ground dead and you look up at the baluster Hermine and she says so yeah are we it, so are they infecting people those four aren't doing much of anything right now besides making a smell that is pretty unpleasant I think we are can there, all agree are there others are there others of the magic phytoplankton that came from the bottom of the sea Hey, are you in trouble right now? Are things going well? Yeah, yeah, things are going great. I'm sorry. I give you is, all the is... respect in the world for your position, but now that it's clear I'm not going to be headed, I'm going to need you to cheese it with the attitude, okay? Yes, maybe flip the switch from uh, snarky to sincere so that we can understand the situation and attempt to help. Okay, here's the situation. We had a system that uh, helped everybody in our city to breathe and provide everybody in our city with potable water um, for 25 years. And it was built on the backs of five uh, enormous phytoplankton that the parish blew up to make them very, very big and very, very efficient. Um, And in doing so, uh, prevented them from being able to reproduce. So, nope, these are the only five in existence. Uh... That, Here. that are in our city. And now we're yes. working with one who is trying to hold back uh, the sallow single-handedly while also providing air and water into our city. Uh, and it is only a matter of time before it is unable to do so. Okay. So uh, just obvious answer. Go get more of these uh, phytoplankton from wherever they came from originally. And then have the church blows him up again. 
And of problem. She she looks pretty sullen when you say that. And she says If um if Finn was <laughs> corporeal and could somehow remember his his trip to the bottom of the ocean, that would be easy. But um have you all met Phineas? Call? Yeah. I heard about him. Uh, yes, I've heard about him as well. Um I think I I think I have. Um <gasps> he's not the most sort of uh cogent dude around. Um so he's not especially useful in remembering where he found these guys. They came up with his comatose body in a bathysphere from who knows where. And, I mean, he knew where, I suppose, at one point. And now he doesn't. So, um... Well, he cannot... What is his condition? His condition is that he's a spirit who lives in a little um, ball uh, attached to a brinar. To be clear, he knows he just cannot remember. This is different. That's a super metaphysical way of thinking about it, and I like it. Or if I may, and you, you may not know this, but uh, my friend Zooks here simply cannot stop um, going into people's minds. Yeah, it's a little disconcerting, actually. Yeah, for, for you to, I mean, it's really bad for me. Yes, he has done this with uh, Turtle and the Clam uh, and probably, oh, the uh, Bleached thing he did that oh god yeah i um, was troubling. so just let him go in to uh this phineas person's mind uh find uh where he went and then uh we will pop over there uh we will grab it and then pff, make it big problem solved huh maybe we can shrink down and go inside his mind too i to help is it a i don't think it's a shrinking Thing. Is it? I've sh- I've shrunk before. You shrunk before? Oh yes, you did. We all did. did. Remember yeah, as yeah, well. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Do you, would that work, or is does it only work with like, like? Do you do humans? Or Brynar? I mean, this is a. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Good point. Griffin, I have forgotten which Brynar Phineas is in. Ampersand five. Was in ampersand. Right. Yeah. Okay. He is not, if you've met him, you would know that he is not necessarily totally congealed with Ampersand 5. He is like a attache. He right. he exists okay. in this little like lantern, basically, that Ampersand 5 carries with him that is attached to him. It may not be as easy as as you all think. I Listen, this is one of the first Brynar ever created ampersand five okay and and phineas is not really connected he's physically connected but he had he never really soul bonded with 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 ampersand five so it it may be kind of tough to reach i mean i want to try i certainly want to give it the old gung-ho but it may not be as easy as you guys think i where is Ampersand 5 these days? High Ballister, Hermine smirks, and then she looks down uh, on the floor. And down there, sure enough, you see a Brynar among all of the people in, in the vapor suits. Uh, and this, this Brynar is not, not wearing a vapor suit at all. It is also not like any other Brynar you've seen before. They, they are tall and very slender, almost stick bug-like. And they are comprised of very warm colors, a lot of like red and pink and orange. And they have attached to them a, a hose sort of coming out of their left shoulder and it travels down the length of their arm and is attached to what appears to be a lantern at the end. And 
as they sort of like wave this lantern around all of these these dead phytoplankton, uh, it, it flashes, and from it you can hear a voice that you can't quite make out what it's saying from here. We need to speak to Ampersand 5. She whistles, and Ampersand 5 looks up and nods and starts to head your way. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Hi, I'm Annabelle Gurwich. And I'm Laura House. And we're the hosts of Tiny Victories. My tiny victory is that I sewed that button back on 
the day after it broke. We talk about that little thing that you did that's a big deal to you, but nobody else cares. Did you get that Guggenheim Genius Award? We don't want to hear from you. We want little bitty tiny victories. My tiny victory is a tattoo that I added onto this past weekend. Let's talk about it. My victory is that I'm one year cancer free, but my tiny victory is that I took all of the cushions off the couch, pounded them out, put them back, and it looks so great. So if you're like us and you want to celebrate the tiny achievements of ordinary people, listen to Tiny Victories. It's on every Monday on Maximum Fun. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. You all have been brought to basically like a, a break room here in, in the cradle, uh, which is essentially like its own huge cafeteria. But again, like it is empty. There's like a, a couple tables with a couple people eating as fast as they possibly can so that they can get back to trying to save the city, essentially. And this tall, easily like seven and a half foot tall uh, Brynar comes and bends down to sit next to you and they nod at you, Zooks, and then look at the rest of the table and then they just slam this lantern down on top of the table and the lantern flashes and says, Zooks Anthelli, you son of a gun. Great to, great to see you again. Uh, equally great to, to see you. Um, and for saying five, I, I'm... <laughs> I'm a fan. Uh, huge uh, fan. The Briner looks kind of uncomfortable when you say that. And the lantern flashes and says, you, you, can, uh, you can address me as Phineas if it makes things uh, less confusing. We've come to sort of uh, an arrangement. Oh, Phineas Call? This, am I speaking to Phineas Call? And he gets down real close to the lantern and he starts tapping on. Hello, Phineas. Hello, uh, Ampersand Five. The the Brynar leans down to like meet you face to face and says, "That won't be necessary." Oh, we we never really. Um, he was not a an Einar spirit. We never really meshed in the way that, you know, we do. So you can just address him as Phineas. It's it's okay. Phineas, um, my friends and I have uh, <clears throat> obviously, uh, without meaning to, brought some kind of contraband into the the, the city, and and as you, I think you can see that all this is is kind of uh, our fault. We we'd like to make up for our mistakes, and we would like to. Go, um, go get some more of the uh, phytoplankton to to bring back up and 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 help. Um, where 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 would that be exactly? Your phytoplankton f- farm? <laughs> he, you, the lantern does nothing. The lantern is dormant for a second, and then it flashes, and uh, you hear Phineas say, "Hey, Amp, would you uh, point me at Hermine, please?" And then the lantern flashes again and says. Are you, are you goofing with this shit? And she shakes her head no, and Ampersand puts the lantern back down on the table and says, listen, listen, folks, I want to help out. Obviously, I do want to save the city, get another notch in the old hero belt. But um, 
I cannot remember because um, memory is typically stored in the brain, and I don't have one of those. <laughs> All right. Well, how are you talking then? Oh, uh, wow. That's a that's going to really blow your freaking mind, man. I'm waiting. Magic stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of uh, magic stuff, uh, so what's going to happen is that Zooks is going to go into whatever uh, this personality, magic-y brain thing that you do have is and find the memory of where uh, you got this phytoplankton from, uh, and then we will go get it. And I says this with confidence, even though it is an absolutely bonkers thing to say. <laughs> Make a persuasion check, Devo. Whenever you say, uh, you know, whenever you pitch that, Ampersand 5 does not look comfortable. Wow! That is an 18 plus 9, a 27. 27! Um, the lantern flashes, and Phineas says... Um, yeah, all right, cool. More more magic stuff. Get in there, poke around. You might see you might see some stuff that'll uh put some hair on your coral. Um which is which would be pretty weird, but um not you so know, weird to sing No, not at all. Yeah. Um yeah, I I'm I I think that's a killer idea. Uh and Ampersand five says, um I I guess if it's uh if it'll help help the city, um, yeah, I, uh, okay. Is it dangerous? Uh, Zooks? Uh, um, it's, it's not it's, not dangerous. It's <laughs> it's a little weird. Um, can can I talk to my friends just for a second? Can I have a conference real quick? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Ampersand five uh, turns I, the lantern around one hundred and eighty degrees. I think we ought to have a safe word so that if I get sucked in and can't get back out, like with the clam, mm -hmm. there's something you guys can. You know, like, what do you want me to do? Sweep the dump a bug of water on you or what? Well, I don't, this would do nothing. You, you that would refresh soda. me. Oh, this but, is a good idea. What if yeah. uh, you soaked in the bath while you're doing it? Would this help? Oh, I don't know. That's a good idea. We put both of you in the bath together. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, that might spicy. You know, yeah. That I uh, okay. Conductive, right? That, good. See, you two. Now <laughs> hurry up. Before I'm, yeah. I this place gives me the fucking creepos. I need to get out, get going. You know. And before hey, you thank us, we it did. is it is it is weird, Amber. You are you've got a bit of a headache going on. And Diva, you've got a bit of a sore throat. Oh no! Okay, I, I, Zooks turns around and says, "Bring hither a two tubs of water." Who are you talking to? I, I don't. I know you're not saying. talking to me. Hermine says, <laughs> "No." Um, could could somebody please get a big big tub of water, or could we get into one of the tubes? Would that be okay? Uh, I don't know why I'm talking like this. Uh, ampersand five gestures to the side of the room where there are a bunch of showers and tubs for Brynar to recharge in because it's a cafeteria okay. and that's sort of their how they how they get full up too. All right, you want to get in the shower with me? <sighs> Thanks. Come on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like a hot tub situation. Let's say it's like a hot spring situation. Like there is a communal. Okay. There's this is not weird. There is communal. This sort of like no, no. it's only weird if you make weird. it. Hey, big ups to whoever's very specific fetish is being served by this. Yeah, this <laughs> segment. I love when human shaped coral soaks together. All right, you you get in one of these hot springs with ampersand five, whose like knees are sticking out of the water. They are so like uh, ill fitted for this particular tub. They're holding the lantern like above the water, and they say ampersand five says, uh. I'm not actually sure if I can get this wet. Hmm. They like start to submerge it, and Phineas Cole yells, "Ow, ow, ow!" No, I'm just playing. Go ahead. And they uh, submerge the lantern funny. in the water. Yeah. Okay, so Zooks reaches up with uh, one corally frondy hand, 
and puts it up next to ampersands. I should, I should probably... No, no, up to the lantern. Okay. Puts him on the lantern and says, um, My mind to your mind. Mm-hmm. My thoughts to your thoughts. And then we were sued. <laughs> For the 15th and time in Taz history. He starts like uh, Doctor Strange going through some of the weird astral planes. Oh, we got he, sued twice like, by two different people in him. one sentence. Awesome. Wow. Um, he starts going through this weird scene like the inside of Phineas's yeah. mind, not brain. Yeah, as you touch the lantern, everybody else in the room sees you like having this fucking journey. And like just cruising through the cosmos in your own sort of like on your own fucking shit, cr- just surfing your own wave. And Ampersand Five looks at you and says, "Um, when is it? When does it? When does it actually start for for us? Uh, because it is doing nothing. You touching this lantern is accomplishing is accomplishing nothing because it is a sort of metal construct that you're getting nothing out of." Uh, maybe we should open the lantern? Uh, Phineas says, hey, there's no secrets here. If uh, if we got memories to show me, you can show Ampersand. Ampersand, you mind uh, being a conduit? And uh, Ampersand 5 shakes shakes their head and holds out a hand. Okay. Then um, Zooks reaches up that same frondy hand, kind of intertwines the quote-unquote, fingers, and says, uh, my hand to your hand. Oh, boy. My palm to your palm. Make a... Make a nature check. Oh, wait, hold on. You've got this, Zooks. I believe in you. And I give him bardic inspiration. <laughs> okay, good. Just in the, in the midnight hour. Yeah. This was a good okay. role to do that on. So, I mark one in inspiration. Okay. I've literally been like staring at Bardic Inspiration this whole time, <laughs> not thinking to use it. Yeah. You need a like framed napkin that says Bardic Inspiration, like Bartlett for President, yeah. on your desk. Well, that's 18. Oh, my goodness. That's wow. And should I do it again? No. I mean, why, no. Why would you do it again? No, Bardic Inspiration, just a reminder you add a D8, one D8 to a roll. So. Which I don't need to do now. No. I, think I mean, if you want to juice this roll, but a 21 is very good. Um, you okay. could juice it. It's, it's... All right, I'm using it. I'm okay. going to use it. Sure, why not? Roll a D8. Five. That makes it 26. Wow, okay. Wow. With a 26, wow, okay. It's easy. It's so easy. You've never done this with a brine art before. Maybe that's why it's so easy is because the the physiology is so similar, but it is like, it's like you are remembering something. Only the first thing that you are remembering is the Einar Plateau. And you are a shepherd. And you are herding some sheep and your uh now I assume you said herding and not herding. It's not just like sitting yeah. there like <laughs> and poking him in the eyeball or something, right? Right. Uh and your uh your husband is uh helping to sort of repair a fence in, in this corral. Um and then the scene changes and you're a little girl who is uh, hiding in the rain as one of her friends is stomping around in puddles and looking for her. And then you are part of a, a convoy of wagons moving from the cliffs deeper into the fields of, of the plateau and you bounce around all of these different sort of disconnected memories 
And then each of them sort of reach this sudden end where now you are just in this plane of glimmering light. And you feel all these memories, all of these these sources of memories start to sort of blend together into one entity that feels restless and feels angry and is fighting this this place that they are residing and pushing against the boundaries of it. And you start to see shapes in the light that you recognize Zooks as the the shepherding pool that you saw, you know, a, a few days ago where Tessellation, you know, does their work. But there's another voice in the room that doesn't coalesce with the other ones that you feel kind of like disconcerted by. And then you are in that voice and you feel pain. You feel a lot of pain because you are dead. You, f- you feel death and it is... Make a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh, yeah. Six. Uh, I want you to take three points of psychic damage. You you just bit off way more than you can chew because you just felt death, which is not, like, great. Um, right, okay. And you kind of work your way backwards and you hear voices, voices that you can understand, only you are, like, deeply unconscious. This is, like, way, way, way back of your mind stuff, and you hear panicked voices casting, like, a bunch of different spells all at once trying to revive you, and then you go back further, and you are on the floor in a pool of water, and there's an unconscious body, or maybe dead, uh, a few feet away from you, and you realize you are on the floor of the bathysphere in, like, three inches of, of standing water. And the door to the bathysphere opens, and you hear Hermine, 25 years younger, gasping and running in and grabbing at you and dragging you out of the bathysphere. And then you go back further, and you remember a struggle inside of the bathysphere with this other person that you can't quite see. And then you remember something else. You remember a dark place. A quiet, dark place. And you remember pressure all around you, pushing down on you. You remember the feeling of it in your ears. uh, Almost unbearable. Even though this this quiet, calm place is, is peaceful. Everything about it is, is almost pleasant, except for that pressure. And there is a crack in the, the, the sandy floor at your feet. And there, are, there is heat coming up from that crack, and there are bubbles coming up from that crack. You remember it as a vent on the ocean floor. You remember it as a sacred place. You remember it as the origin of all life came from these vents. And you can remember a voice coming from that crack, from something just below the surface. And then when you come to Zooks, you come to in a room that is different from the one that you began this this connection in because there are alarms going off and you see people running out of the room back toward their stations um, and you see the baluster Hermine knelt down beside your two friends and Devo looks up at you first and he looks in pain and he's clutching at his chest and as he looks up at you you notice that emerging from underneath his chin there are two small webbed fins now that connect his his neck up to his jawline 
And then Amber meets your gaze, and the panic in her eyes is almost cartoonishly exaggerated because her eyes are different. They are slightly larger with huge black pupils surrounded by a ring of silvery blue. She's looking back at you with fish eyes. And when you look around this room and listen down the further reaches of the cradle, you realize what is happening to them is happening everywhere. The city of Founders Wake is transforming. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.